2: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, where a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 247. We're fast approaching 250 episodes and helping us on our way to that milestone is today's podcast guest. It is Lastlings, The Australian dance sibling duo are making an incredible return this year and have just announced their brand new record, Perfect World, which comes out in June. Before we get into our conversation with Amy and Josh from the band, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever pod app you use. That way, you can stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. Same goes for our social media platforms, which you can find details for all in the episode show notes. Our guests today are Amy and Josh Dowdy, who you might know better as Lastlings. They're one of the best Australian dance exports that we've had over the last number of years, and they released their debut record First Contact back in 2020. They make the most incredible and emotional dance music that is mesmerizing and transports you onto another kind of plane or level. I already know what you're thinking. I do know that that previous sentence was a little cliche and saccharine, but I I do advise you to have a listen to their previous record and a listen to their brilliant forthcoming record, Perfect World, which they did announce last week alongside the release of a brand new single called Noise. Now, full disclaimer. I have been lucky enough to have a listen to that full record, which does come out in June, Perfect World, hence why I am talking about it and talking it up so much, sorry. But I do stand by it. Anyone who has any qualms or queries after listening to it, please come see me. I honestly believe fans are in for a treat with this record. In today's conversation, we are talking to Amy and Josh about the formation of Lastlings and how they came to be a band uh, we discuss both of their upbringings with classical music and how that might possibly, in maybe a subconscious roundabout kind of way, play into the music that they do write. We're, of course, discussing the new record Perfect World and Single Noise and we also discuss the incredible Head in the Clouds Festival that Lastlings took part in while touring America. It's an incredible festival where the lineup is made up of artists who are of Asian descent, which is really special and well, we'll um, we'll let them discuss their experience at the festival. It is a lovely story. Um, all of Lastling's socials can be found in the show notes for today's episode, and we want to say a massive thank you to Jordan and Megan from Infamous for their help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Lastlings. welcome to this song is yours amy and josh from lastlings hello how are we both
0: hi i'm good how are you
2: <laughs> i'm also good um i'm also good to complete the uh, the trilogy of the three of us thank you both very much for uh, joining us on the podcast today <laughs> no worries thank you for having us of course uh, where are you joining us from at the, at the present time
0: um we are both at josh's house <laughs> I'm currently staying a few doors down from him, so I'm in the middle of trying to find a new place in Melbourne, so it's been a, quite the process.
2: I can very much appreciate that. We'll, I'm very glad that Josh has um, good Wi-Fi to be able to support us here today.
1: I do have good Wi-Fi, but the guy over the road is doing some doomsday prep, and he's like angle grinding his trailer, so I'm hoping he doesn't make too much noise, to be honest, but he seems to have chilled out for now, so that's uh yeah. Cool that's on. i'm
2: always really curious oh look we won't go too far into doomsday prep that can be for another episode we'll get you back for that <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> oh we do have you both here today because it is a very exciting time in the world of lastlings there is a new single out in the form of noise and there is an announcement of a brand new record firstly congratulations on both i imagine it's quite a lot of buzz going on in your camp at the moment
1: Yeah, there is. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we're really excited about the album coming out. So we've worked on it for the last maybe two years now. And um, ever since First Contact, we've just been trying to write as much as we can between touring and life and everything else. So, yeah, we're really excited that it's starting to, yeah, starting to be all released now
0: a lot of lockdown music as well (laughs) in there, especially noise as well. We started that, we started that one in Byron and then it eventually turned into a full song once we both moved to Melbourne and yeah, I think we were both, were we in lockdown? I think you were in lockdown.
1: Um, Noise, yeah, noise started when we we got a little um, Airbnb in Ocean Shores, which is gonna say it is the, like at the top of new south wales just going in i don't know if it's <laughs> Queensland or not no it's definitely new south wales anyway um we got an airbnb there and we spent a week or a week and a half writing there and noise was one of the songs that eventuated from that and i don't think amy actually had lyrics or much vocal content on that one yet so it was mostly just the instrumental stuff that started then and then i think once we moved to melbourne yeah like amy said she started to um get the lyrics going and we recorded yeah finished recording it here in
2: melbourne fans have been treated to quite a bit of music kind of um i want to say sporadically uh not sporadically but given to us in little bits and pieces over the last number of months in the lead up to the announcement of the record i think we had um get what you want and holding me like water which to my understanding, was the first bit of new music that you kind of, that you worked on for this new record?
0: Um, so, yeah, Get What You Want. We recorded on the Gold Coast. We booked out a studio for about a week and Josh um, had his own room and I had my own writing room as well. And, um, yeah, I think when we, were, when we wrote that song, we were actually listening to, like, quite a lot of pop music and I think... Nelly Furtado was one that I was listening to. So I think in that song you can kind of hear like there's almost a bit of like sassiness. So, and I feel like Nelly Furtado, she's like so cool. And like, um, yeah, I drew a lot of inspiration from her and a lot of other pop artists as well. Um, yeah. And then holding, my, holding Me Like Water is definitely like one of those breakup songs. <laughs> Um, on the album a lot of them are actually a lot about relationships
2: I'm very curious how you both approach songwriting especially if it is about heartbreak or if it's about relationships I guess Um, going with you first Amy is it something that you'll bring lyrics to Josh and be like this is what I kind of want to sing about or will you I guess what is the process of, of songwriting between the two of you and how collaborative is it or how separate is it
0: Um, so Josh does all the production and then sometimes he'll bring me a song and then I'll write a full song over it or, um, a few songs on the album. Um, I've like written from scratch like late at night and I've given that to Josh and he's produced around it. Um, yeah, that's been our process for this album. And then I think we're starting to like, kind of go back and forth and I think we're going to try and write things together in the same room more often because we're quite separate when we write.
1: Yeah I feel like I work better on my own um not nothing against <laughs> Amy just I feel like <laughs> I feel like I just work better when I'm on my own or in my own space and I work better at night which is unfortunate because I do like going to bed early and wake up early but I feel like once it hits like after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., everyone just stops bothering you. <laughs> um, if your friends stop texting you, you know, it just it feels like the world kind of stops and it's a very, like, clear time to make music and just um, get absorbed by it. But, um, yeah, I think Amy and I do write good stuff when we're together as well, so I think we're going to definitely try and um, implement that more for this, for, like, the stuff after this next album. But yeah, like Amy said, for, for the most part on this, um, album that's coming out now, we did most of it separately. Amy would, Amy would send me some demo stuff, um, with some either basic production or if it's just like uh, a little bit of piano and then I'd kind of use bits and pieces of that or just completely strip everything away and just use the vocal or I'd always say like, is this okay, Amy? Um, And then if she says, no, we'll just make another version or anything Mm. like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's quite collaborative in that way. I don't actually do any of the lyric writing anymore. I think I just leave that more to Amy. I think we found that, um, the more Amy got older and more mature, I think she wanted to sing about her own experiences. And I think it, um, yeah, it probably feels better for her to sing about her own experiences more than something
2: that I've written for her. So. Mm. I can very much appreciate that. I, is there ever a discussion maybe around just on what you said at the end that Josh in terms of that what Amy would say and you'd kind of build around is there a discussion between the two of you prior to I guess if you have the knowledge that you're making a record is there a discussion of what the sonics are going to be or was it that you guys just kind of stumbled or fell into making a second record
1: Yeah so we we've just finished like oh sorry we we're starting to um figure out the next sound for like a third album or like what we want to do post this current one. So I yeah,
0: think, I think yeah. it's just hard because we both like so many different <laughs> genres and I think like I want to just be able to like draw Inspiration from all different genres of music and not place ourselves like in a box. Yeah. I, even with that most recent album, like um, the album we're about to put out, um, it, I don't think we had like a playlist. Oh no, we did have a playlist where we put in songs that we liked and were listening to. But I actually think that this album's kind of just turned into its own sort of thing. Like it doesn't really sound. That's similar to all the music that we had in that playlist.
1: Yeah. So it was a, it's like a good launching point, and then I feel like from then on we kind of trust our instincts as well and try and make something mm. that we feels original to us. And yeah, it, we I guess yeah we kind of start with playlisting out a few songs that we like or think would be good sonically and just go from there basically. Um, but in terms of actual lyrical content and stuff, yeah, just leave it to Amy and how she's feeling at the time and the themes that she wants to sing about are probably stuff that's more close to her.
2: 100%. Amy, with you being the primary songwriter, sorry, lyric writer at this point, um, how do you approach sharing some of these more intimate details, I guess, because as you've mentioned, my condolences that it is a heartbreak record. Um, So I guess, yeah, how do you approach being able to share that while still keeping it? Um, as a last things kind of song?
0: Well, I think I just, well, I kind of have no choice but to share it to Josh. <laughs> <That's fair
2: laughs> has
0: yeah. to to it. So I I kind of just send it and say, I've, I've written this and I hope you like it and then Josh will just listen to
1: it. Yeah, and I, I guess like <laughs> when, when Amy sends stuff, um, we're pretty honest with each other probably like more brutally honest with each other than maybe like a, I guess a normal band would be because we're brother and sister. But, um, yeah, I dunno, there's, there's been times where Amy says something that's really good. And then some stuff I will be like, Oh, maybe just change this, or we should fix this area of the chorus. Or like as much as I don't write the lyrics, I do, um, try and from the beginning help or guide it through so that we're both happy with how it sounds. And, how the chorus is presented and everything else as well.
2: Of course, I imagine that that kind of um, that kind of working relationship is helped by being siblings, but also is built up over time and trial and error, and probably going through different conversations to be able to get to that point where you can uh, to, to work like that. Yeah, and I think we're still definitely
1: working it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but our communication. Has definitely gotten way better, like since we were because we started when I was probably like 15 and you were 21. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was 2021. 20, We've probably been doing yeah. it for like seven, seven and a half years now. So mm. minus the few years but, of COVID, yeah.
0: but yeah. <laughs> I think seeing when we started to like how we are now, like I think we're like the way we communicate much better.
1: Of course, of course, of <laughs> course. I guess that comes with
2: age as well. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to suggest. Um, for for both of you, I guess, what was that, um, and maybe Josh will go with you first, what was that first introduction to music and songwriting and, and production as well? Um, so I played,
1: well, how early do we want to go, like from kid, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I started learning classical piano when I was a kid and then I hated it. So I stopped and then my mum was very upset about that. And then I've, I'm upset about it now (laughs) because I wish I kept learning. Um, I've recently started learning classical again for a friend. Um, and then I learned acoustic, uh, classical guitar, which I also didn't like and then i gave that up and then i started teaching myself electric guitar in high school which i loved and then i um had a little band with my friends in high school and then a little bit in university while i was studying and then post that post university i downloaded ableton for the first time that my music production software and then when i was in japan I had a lot of time to myself. I went on like a three, four month trip. So I had a lot of time just on my own on trains in different hotels or hostels or wherever I was traveling to. And I had a lot of time just studying, uh, I guess, yeah, self-studying how to produce stuff. And it was never any good. I made a few like remixes and stuff. they're all terrible. Um, but it was just good to learn and around and be inspired by a lot of things and look at things and see how that would translate into sound and hear different things when you're in the city or if you're in nature and see how that translates into sound. And yeah, it was, it was really formative time, I think for me going to Japan and learning. Um, but yeah, ever since then, I've just kind of, it, it's, it's honestly one of those things where you just keep learning and learning, like you buy a new synth, you're learning that. <laughs> and then there's always new plugins and and there's
2: learning to mix and I feel like it's just never ending <laughs> yes I would agree that there's so many different <laughs> kind of uh, additional things being released or put on top of as you even mentioned plugins things like that that you just learn every day at that point when you were making some of those beats or music was there a project in mind
1: uh in like when I first started
2: Yes, sorry, like when you're in Japan and kind of making Uh, um, like playing around in Ableton, did you think it would lead to last things?
1: Um, No, not at all. It was just a a fun thing to do and I just wanted to record ideas and I can't remember who I was kind of inspired by back then, but I did love a lot of like old J music um, and I think Wave Racer was really... Um, (laughs) popular at the time or just like put some music out and I think Flume as well had like released a few like his first EP around that that time as well so I think yeah I just had a bit of an uh, interest in learning how to make electronic music
2: 100% I would be curious to kind of get Amy your um, your story on how you came to songwriting and lyric writing and then I guess where it was that you and Josh came across last things as like something that was a a viable kind of option to to pursue. Hey, I'm Ryan
1: Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass.
2: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat,
1: all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: Um, well, I started, I did classical piano when I was younger <laughs> as well, probably because Josh quit, and then mom was like, gave me. <laughs> um, but... I did that throughout school. And then I think when I was in primary school, I did like a lot of choir. I did choir and musicals, and I was very into that and drama. And I think I've always been very into storytelling. And I remember dad and I used to do karaoke a lot. So that I think that got me into singing. (laughs) Um, So I thank dad for that and mum was also very, because uh, mum's Japanese, um, so we'd always go as a family to karaoke, <laughs> which was very fun, and I think when I was in grade nine, or no, grade 10, we decided to start making music, because I always walk into Josh's, um, like when Josh was doing band, and in the garage, I would walk into the garage and listen to them. And because at the time I was only just really playing in my, like playing piano in my room and singing. Um, and then, yeah, I was very interested in what they were doing as a band. And then Josh and I would get together sometimes and he would play guitar and I would sing. And I just remember, I think the first time we were trying to learn, I think it was Chet Baker and Alt-J, I think, were try to learn their music. And then that's kind of how we started like singing together or playing
2: music together.
0: And then we ended up um, writing our first song with someone else on the Gold Coast.
2: I love how kind of organic that seems. Obviously, both at a start with classical piano, thank you to mum for, <laughs> for both of those starts and very different paths, but came kind of back together. Do you think that somewhere because now that you've both mentioned it and thinking of um and by the way we were very um lucky to have had a very quick listen to the record before it comes out in June so I feel very appreciative of that there are certain chord structures or um I want to even say cadences within these songs that are semi-reminiscent of classical music do you think that somewhere deep in the back of your mind some of that um theory is still kind of sitting there
0: maybe I'd
2: like to think so but it's just honestly been so long since I studied
1: classical or even <laughs> learned piano that I feel like it's it might be in the back of my head but when I try and play anything on piano it just yeah nothing comes to mind it's um so yeah like I said I've been trying to learn classical this this year a bit more but yeah I think um, songs like Perfect World are very piano based and um, songs like trying to think about what else has a bit more piano presence but yeah I I guess the the theory itself I'm trying to I'm very like I'm I'm very self-taught so I just kind of touch things and then just if it sounds good it sounds good to me so I think but maybe that is just because I learned classical when I was younger so I kind of have a bit of the ear for it already
0: I think it definitely (laughs) helped a lot I feel like even in dancing, like I feel like when it's, you know, ballet, I feel like it's like the core of everything. I'm not a dancer, (laughs) so I'm probably wrong. And there's probably, I think it's an (laughs) AKA. It definitely works. Yeah. But I feel like with like learning classical music, because it's just, it's like the, I feel like it's the core. Or like you just see like jazz musicians that are just good at everything now because they are so good
1: at. Definitely, Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I guess that is, we're definitely trained like well from a young age. So. Set,
2: up,
1: set up with um, mm. good
2: foundations, if you will. For sure. <laughs> um, I know that you've been able to, uh, we've discussed like a little bit of COVID. I know that you've been able to return to touring somewhere in the last 12 months. I think there was, you played Falls and the Australian Open. How has it been being able to get back out there in, in a live sense? It feels very good.
0: <laughs> I think I I enjoy performing a lot. And even though I think I'm just excited to play this, all of our new music, though, because we've been playing maybe the same songs for the last few years. So it'll be good to come back and play all of our new stuff. And I think it'll be more exciting as well. Not that, like, playing is always exciting because you always get to play to different demographics of, like, different um like we played in this festival recently in Adelaide and I think there was about maybe 10 like girls under 15 like running around and like <laughs> break dancing in the crowd and it was just so like <laughs> interesting oh it was just so nice to like be able to play to like a younger crowd and I think all the shows we play are always so different so it's always so fun to be able to it's just always something new and exciting every time we play
2: one hundred percent. I know that it might be a little bit preemptive, and obviously, we don't want to let any uh, cats out of the bag or get anyone in trouble. Can we possibly expect with this new album coming out in June that there is going to be a tour and that we'll be able to see you around the country and a little bit more?
1: For sure. Yeah, we um, yeah. we're very excited to tour the album. It's, um, we've been, like Amy said, we've been playing. A lot of first contact for the last few years and we have started to play some of the new singles live but i think um it's really exciting for us to um break out of that repetition of always having to play the same songs every time and um play something this new and mm. it's uh exciting for us and hopefully it will be exciting for everyone else to see something different and a different sound and different um i think we'll add some different instruments and yeah i think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: even now it's fun playing all of yeah, that new, new music been great to play because no one's heard it yet, and it's interesting to see how the audience reacts to those songs. And one of them, like, it feels really good, so I'm very excited. Once they everyone actually knows yeah. the songs, we have a song lyrics. called Gravity.
1: I think I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. Amy. is that? But yeah, yeah, that, that, that's. <laughs> Sure, why not? Like that song has been so fun to play, and I think um, our label loves it, and a lot of our friends um, and even just fans are like, "What's that song?" And I think that's really cool, because it's not out yet, and people are asking about it. So I think once we finally give it out to everyone, I think hopefully that'll be um, great, exciting for everyone too.
2: I think that from an outsider's perspective, even doing research for today that there is a lot of excitement for New Last Music. And so I'm sure that that, um, as I mentioned, having had a very brief sneak preview of it, I'm sure that fans are going to love this album. I don't have any doubt in my mind that this isn't going to be well loved. Um, I Thank wanted you. to very quickly touch on uh, the, what was it called? The, um, the Head in the Clouds Festival that you played in the US, which is um, an incredible festival. And I feel like something that they, should do more here in Australia. It is a festival where, um, as you mentioned, your mum is Japanese and all of the artists on this lineup kind of regardless of genre are of Asian descent in some kind of uh, way. I was just wanting to know, I guess, what was that experience like? Because we are starting to see more and more diversity on lineups. And when you can fill an entire lineup of of these incredible performers, I imagine that it's, it's quite something to behold and also take part of.
0: Yeah it was awesome like Josh and I had the chance to walk around the festival after and even just walking through the crowd like everyone was like Asian or half Asian and I felt so at home <laughs> and yeah I think even all the artists that I've been listening to since growing up like there was a few artists that my mom introduced us to that were Japanese but like even just, like, listening to the radio and stuff, like, I never really heard, like, in Australia, at least, like, um, Asian artists. Like, there's definitely more starting to pop up now, but it's just, like, growing up I never really heard anyone here. Um, I don't know if it's because I was living under a rock or if there was just, there weren't yeah, any. The only one I can um, really name so, in Australia yeah, was
1: Last Dinosaurs, I think, when we were growing up. And even them were quite Yeah, because they
0: were age, Japanese. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being able to play a festival where the whole lineup is Asian, it's amazing. And even they had like this performance at the very end where Michelle Yeoh came out on stage, and it was just so <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, the entire festival was great. Um, just even the food trucks and everything was like Asian food. And we had a lot of friends that mm. we um, had met through Instagram or through social media and um, like their chefs, just just different walks of life, not just musicians and other creatives. And we got other Asian creatives, sorry, that we could meet and connect with there. And it was just a really great festival, really. I got to see Teriyaki Boys, which is yeah. so funny because <laughs> the Fast and Furious song it was just so iconic to see.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. It's almost like even just watching like um, seeing like the movie everywhere, everything everywhere all at once and everyone's getting awards for that and they're all Asian and it's just, yeah, it's very cool to see our Asian community um, being represented. Yeah, for
1: sure. I I feel like there's a lot of great Asian representation at the moment and I think growing up we didn't really have a lot of that. Um, Yeah. Even, like, I don't know too many, like, half-Asian artists and stuff. So when we, especially when we're growing up, yeah, like, prof- yeah, there's not, not too much to look up to, so.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we can, like, inspire other people that are in Australia as well, especially um, to make music and, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh,
2: my um, – I obviously understand my uh, – what is the word I'm looking for? Um, I am a, a, a white male, um, but my wife is of Asian descent as well. And similar conversations of that, uh, I think she's probably a similar age um, to yourself, Josh, and that not many role models growing up, but that obviously does seem to be changing and is obviously, um, we can add last things to that list as well now so that... Uh, People growing up of Asian descent do have role models here in Australia. Lastlings, I think 1,300 at the moment. There are some incredible musicians that are coming out. Um, so I'm very glad to hear that Head in the Clouds was a positive experience, very jealous that you got to see Michelle Yeoh um, and hopefully that we'll start to see something like that here in Australia um Amy and Josh usually we would ask our guests what they're currently listening to if there's anything that's on high rotation for yourself um Amy would you like to go first
0: high rotation um I always cave when <laughs> I get asked this question
1: Josh would you like to go
0: first
1: um. I also cave on this question because <laughs> I, I honestly listen to so much different stuff but um I found myself listening to a lot of um Calming and relaxing music. So, I, I listen to a lot of Nils Frahm and Oliver Arnold's at the moment because I feel like life and touring and everything and, and just music in general is just so chaotic that I find solace in listening to just quiet and calming piano music. And then when it comes to making our own stuff, um, I'm listening to a drum kit or a kick drum for hours on end. So, I, I find myself just <laughs> listening to more chill relaxing stuff um on rotation via yeah, i've i've i think my highest played um album was nils from's one oh, i'm trying to all oh, oh melody that was my highest
2: played on spotify this year very solid uh, choice nils fromm is leah wonderful to relax to um amy what about yourself
0: um, I just had to scroll through my Spotify. I've been listening to a lot of, like, 80s music <laughs> and a lot of just old bangers, I think. The nostalgic
2: music. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Um, yeah. Um, what else? If I
1: was going to add to mine as well, I'd probably just add Max Cooper as well. I've been listening to a lot of his stuff and that kind of more, like, mm. introspective electronic music I feel like there's no lyrics in it but it feels like it tells enough of a story to hit you in the feels
0: <laughs> yeah I've just been listening to like a lot of like The Cure and Porter's Head um and I've like I've hopped on the Harry Styles bandwagon <laughs> I see his album behind you <laughs> um all my friends are like, really like his music so I've started listening to that as well very good
2: similar to yourself i've only recently come to the uh the bandwagon but have somehow fully fallen on board so um all very solid choices from both of you um amy and josh thank you so much for your time congrats on the new single noise and the announcement of the new record perfect world which is coming out in june but thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast thank you so much thank you for having us
0: thanks for having us